0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to our podcast, Here With Us. So glad you're joining us today. If you'd like to know more about us, be sure to check out our first episode. I'm Ufamo Yibo.
1: Hello, I'm Ebony Obanero. And we have with us Mr. Bola Osini of the Underdog Podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at undrdog.com. P.O.D. We have so many great questions for Mr. Bola. Let's start off with your introduction. How you doing, Mr. Bola?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. That's an honor.
0: Thank you for joining us today.
1: So, could you give us a little bit about your background, and then we're going to talk about your podcast.
2: Sure. Um. So, well, my name is Bola Han Um. Those who know me call me Bola Hussaini. I'm a chemistry major working for a chemical manufacturing company. Um, And I also do a lot of um, DEI work for them for the Racial Equity Initiative. Um, I'm a married um, father of three and Christian.
1: So tell us about Underdog Podcasts.
2: Um, So the idea for Underdog Podcast kind of came about because um, I was watching or I watch a lot of sports shows and I kind of realized that a lot of the major sports shows cover, you know, the athletes that everybody knows, you know, whether it's the LeBron James or the Stephen Curry. Um, But a lot of the times there's players on those teams, whether basketball or football, that are key to their success. And, you know, everybody loves the Underdog story. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what the show started off, um, covering sports on a weekly basis and culture and kind of highlighting hun- underdogs as we saw them and giving them the recognition that they deserve. And then it kind of oh. just morphed into um, more so um, underdogs on life in general. Um, so from people that I went to school with or that we knew personally that were doing things in their community or starting a business. Um, so we started bringing guests on the show to talk about their business and then also to tie that into sports and what was going on during this current time.
1: Wow. That's really interesting. It's so true. A mm-hmm. lot of the harder workers um, on some of the teams, especially football, the linemen, they don't get a lot of attention like the running back or the quarterback. So that's an awesome idea. All right. So let's get going with some of these questions that we have. Um recently especially when it relates to mental health a lot of athletes have been prioritizing their mental health uh like Na- Naomi Osaka Simone Biles even Tom Brady um i remember an article i read that he had to see a therapist um to kind of get through a wall or a block that he had how do you guys feel about that and have you addressed it on your podcast
2: we've addressed it to some extent um i think it's always a plus when Stuff like that happens, you know. If um, if a player is going through a situation whether it's with family or something in their life that's stopping them from performing um at their best, I think it's very important for them to feel safe enough to want to talk to somebody and get help. Um, for example, um, the whole Demar Hamlin situation, which um, you guys may not be privy to, but it was he was a player who got hurt um during a game and was almost paralyzed.
1: Yeah, I remember um, that.
2: Yeah. Um so I'm sure his teammates, his family, the whole world um mm-hmm. around him was probably wondering, you know, how they would proceed after that. But I remember like there was people in the media that were like, "Well, let's let's just finish the game. The season is really important." You know, so there's certain insensitivities, especially when it comes to men getting the help that they need. So Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that his camp was around him to allow him to heal. And I think he's made a full recovery now.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think he's actually back on the field, which is you brought up a really good point. The, the, The fact that we could physically see, right, something was wrong with him. And there were still people that were insensitive. I can't imagine how many players are not privy to mental health sensitivity because it's not something um, that you can actually see.
2: Yeah, and as as you mentioned it, I think the example that probably comes to mind the most and it was kind of made fun of was, um, I can't think of his name right now, Um, but there was a basketball player that used to play on Philly, and and now I think he's on the Brooklyn Nets, but he had took some time off for mental health. And a lot of the media was kind of making fun of it, saying that he didn't really have any real issues and that he shouldn't be taking this time off instead of being with his team. So I think there's a lot of stigma around, um, especially when these athletes that have these awesome talents that we just think are so indestructible, when Mm -hmm. they complain about something like mental health, it's kind of frowned upon like they shouldn't be saying anything whatsoever and they should be Mm -hmm. tough enough to handle it on their own.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I know much about sports, but um, mental health has always been seen as a sign of weakness. And as an athlete, you want to show strength. You want to show that, you know, you're able to overcome whatever it is, whether it's on the field, on the court. And but I would say overall, though, like of recent years, the stigma has been decreasing just because of the resources available, more role models speaking and talking about it. Um, but I can imagine if they don't see physical signs of it, they might kind of, you know, dismiss like nothing's wrong with you. You're okay.
2: Yep. I just remember the guy's name was Ben Simmons. I was trying to.
1: Yes, that's it. Yep. So I even know that, um, paying attention to gymnastics, my daughters are into that right now. And Simone Biles, we all know she was in the middle of the Olympics and dropped out for her mental health. Um, and I don't know if anybody has paid attention, but she just had, uh, an actual meet and she killed it. She did one of the most, um, what is it? High beam that has ever been done. And I feel like that it helps them. Like if you can be a better player because you took the time off, um, why not let them do it so that we can see the best as spectators? Absolutely.
0: But what are the reasons why, um, they might be finding themselves in those situations? Like, what are the pressures that are coming up in sports or like what, what they're having to deal with? What do you uh, guys think?
2: If I had to guess, I mean, the example that comes to mind is Andrew Luck. and uh, This is the quarterback for the Indian, was the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And he retired at the age of 30. Oh, and at oh, the wow. time when he did that, a lot of people were like, man, he turned down a some million dollar contract to retire when he has so much left in the tank and i think when i was watching the interview he was just kind of like he had seen how getting hit week in and week out i was affecting his family and his wife and he wanted to be there for them and being there for them meant more than playing the you know the game of football and a lot of you know the analyst was like why would somebody at 30 retire like that you know so the question is still out there like it, it, does he have permission to do what he did you know in the in in the sports realm like that it's almost like you keep playing until you're hurt or you keep playing until they retire you mm.
1: it, it's- yes that's it they retire you because it's almost like a lot of times fans that we're about to jump into spectators and fans they almost it sometimes it seems like people own them like mm. did you do it for the city and did you do it for the for the state or for your country in the Olympics, and it, and it's like this person is a whole human being. Like,
2: exactly.
1: I, yeah, that's incredible. Wow.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Okay, so let's switch to spectators, um, and we can even tap on that. In your, especially because you are a sports connoisseur, I would say you you know a lot about it. How often do you see insensitivity with spectators? Not necessarily coaches and you know people who run the teams, but just spectators, people who watch fans.
2: I mean, some fans. Um, um, just recently in the last couple of years, it's been you know just because of the age that we live in, social media, the camera catches everything. There's been a lot of fans who they feel like because they're at the games, they can say whatever or do whatever to the players in their presence and they don't really mean and and the players or the team is expected to act on the highest moral ground Mm -hmm. when uh you know a fan or a spectator maybe hurling racial slurs at you or you know saying I own you you know things like that racial epithets and stuff like that um so I I think these players have to deal a lot with that Mm. um I don't think you are afforded the right to just say what you want and do as you please because you buy a ticket to a game.
0: That's a valid point. It's a valid point, but you know, at, at times that you know, we forget that they're humans and they also have to process through what we're saying and how our actions going to be affecting them.
2: And then on top of that, sometimes their families, there. their kids are in the stand, their sure. wife, you know, their in laws and you're threatened and, uh, there's been situations where a certain player's family was threatened and the player then has to go into the media and answer questions all the while you know composing himself and not snapping at the fan you know i hate to bring up the malice and palace i don't know if you guys are familiar with that um, no
1: but do tell that is a great title
2: <laughs> um but it was when certain fans were I think a fan threw a drink at a player, Ron Altest and Steven Jackson stormed the stands and they basically beat up the the fans that they thought were threatening them. Um, They ended up getting suspended a few games and nothing like that has happened in years. But that fear is always there because these players are held to a standard to where somebody saying something to you or throwing something at you and you have to maintain your composure and do nothing.
1: Do nothing. Yeah, that's the hard part because at the end of the day, and here's the other part, right? If we want to get really practical about it, these players are huge. So some of these fans that are going to what like, how dare you? He's six ten, dude, or he's six five, three he's six five, three hundred pounds. Like, why are you even going there? Okay, so there is something called sports fans blues. And I want to read the description that I, I got from it. Um so it is sports fan blues is also called sports fan depression, and it can mimic the symptoms of real depression. So I'm asking you, Bola, have you encountered just from your you know, podcast and your experience um, being someone who watches sports very closely, someone having sports fans blues?
2: I don't think I've encountered it. Um, I mean, I'm always sad when the Bears don't because they never do anything. Uh, but probably w- the closest I've come to it is when the Warriors lost this past season. Um, and I think they, if I'm not mistaken, got swept. So it's always sad when you don't see your team do it. There are some extremes um, because there's a lot of um, betting that goes into the sports now. That's legal betting in certain states. So I can see if you like put the your last money on to, on a game and lose Or Mm -hmm. don't get, you know, how that can affect you psychologically. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, you know, I just try to look at it like, okay, yeah, I wanted my team to win. I try not to bet with my heart. But even if I get heartbroken, I'm just like, look, they're getting paid millions of dollars to do this. I'm not quite there yet, you know, so I'm going to go back to my life and focus on how I can get millions of dollars like them. you (laughs) You know,
0: I like what you just said, like, because we just um, released last um, week episode um, on social media and we talked about separating our, you know, social online life versus our reality. And so you're able to do that in sports, too, when you're watching and engaging and you have to take a step back. OK, we lost. But, you know, I have to keep living my life and being able to process through and separate the, the you know, the two.
1: Yeah. yeah. He hit something, though. It is a big deal now with gambling and uh, sports and how legal it is. I mean, they they play the ads to gamble. And then, of course, right after it, if you have an addiction, yep. make sure you call this, this, this and this. Epoma, can you chime in on anything related to um, to gambling and and sports or that addiction? I'm sorry.
0: Addiction in general. I mean, I'm glad that they do put the resources out there to kind of help people navigate through. Like, if you find yourself in a space, um, please reach out and get help. And I will say there is an increase in that um, of recent, when I look through my emails and trainings and conferences, there are more conversations around gambling. And, you know, us as um, clinicians in the field seeking more help when it comes to, like, being equipped to help our, our clients as we find them when they come through our um, our office or our virtual telehealth space. But it is something that's that is problematic. And we see that a lot with family because imagine, you know, you've you've saved up for that summer vacation, you know, the kids are looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And dad makes a poor choice and, you know, just for the love of the game, how does that impact, you know, the whole unit? everyone's impacted you know because yeah. marital distress you know the spouse are having issues the kids are having trust factor um you know with their dad and vice versa it could be you know the other way around ladies are into sports this day so we don't want to make it one-sided so it's definitely a concern overall
1: wow yeah yeah so m- moving a little bit to oh bola did you have something
2: no, I was just gonna say, you know, it's um, at times it can be very enticing because I know a friend of mine um, that's always on our podcast is always sending pictures to you know our group chats showing how much he won and how little he bet. You know, he put five dollars in, spread it, and won two thousand. You know, so and oh, when you yeah. <laughs> when you see stuff like that, you're like, oh man, maybe I can get lucky and and do the same and just make these small little bets and win some money. But like you said, former like, it just takes one bet to lose it all, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and then what do you do and how do you deal with that and cope?
0: Right, right. It's a hard, hard place to be. But like you said earlier, you know, that whole separation and come back to reality and saying, okay, this is this is the cards I have and just how am I going to play them?
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the addiction to sports itself. You know, I've had friends no, lately, like you say, you from a women are into sports more. I know I am way more. I could not watch football on TV, TV five years ago, but now I'm all about it. Right. Um, but how how does it affect the family dynamic if if one person wants to watch football, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and there's no attention to family time. You know, um, I guess that's a question for you, Foma and, and Bola, you can chime in as well, you know, just with your experience with your network.
0: I mean, in any in any dynamic, um, I think communication is important talking about it. Um We In in a family unit or in a relationship where if I have an interest, mine may not be football, it might be a reality show, right? But being able to compromise and and set expectation where you know you're not leaving off the need of the family uh, or the need of your household and respecting each other's interests. Right. And then there may be times like you may want to engage in what your partner has interest in. I mean, I love football, but I might say, hey, you know, teach me something. Men are really good at wanting to teach and own that that role, but showing an interest in what, you know, the other person has a passion about and vice versa. But I think it's important to talk about it, even in dating, you know, if that's a big issue part of your life I think it's important to to express that and if you if you know that's a deal breaker you have to be honest with yourself and honest with each other and say yeah I don't know if I can I'm all about this this life but find a common ground and but you still have to set a limitation though whether it is okay we're only gonna do sports or you know any of interest on the weekend or after this hour but just finding some limitation and flexibility surrounding it with my um that's my
1: stuff. yeah that's good stuff Bola have you seen anyone you don't have to name names <laughs> anyone <laughs> get too engulfed into to sports where they've moved past their personal life or ignored their personal life
2: well I think this question that you bring up um is very prevalent because even like the networks there was just a commercial I saw the other day and it was the husband um, asking his wife if she wanted a spa day and she can use his credit card for anything. And she was like, what's going on? Why are you offering? Why are you being so nice to me? He was <laughs> like, football season starts next week. <laughs> you know, and I'll be focused on football. So whatever you want, go ahead, charge the dinners on me. <laughs> and I just thought that was so interesting. But I'll use myself for an example. Like, I had to realize that, you know, my wife is not really that into sports. She watches basketball. She watches some football but I can't dominate the time that we're supposed to be spending together when the kids go to bed, just glued to the TV, watching sports, Mm -hmm. you know? So for example, basketball has 82 games a season. There's no way that I'm going to watch all 82 and they're not all important. So I just have to pick and select. And then, like you said, communicate, you know, Hey babe, um, this golden state game is coming on. I really want to see it. Um, do you have anything planned? Can we move this to a different day so we can watch the show that we've been meaning to watch? And yeah. she, she totally understands. So like you said, I think communication is key.
0: Absolutely. Very and great. You know, spa day is also key too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't, doesn't hurt
2: at all. <laughs> I took notes.
1: <laughs> right. So in in moving through, we're about to hit a lot of seasons but definitely football is is the one that's taken over I've seen so many different means like oh we made it football season is back um what is some key advice that you would give to a fan who maybe their team has been struggling I will I will hopefully we don't I'll share my team I don't need all the haters but I get why people hate it I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan oh my gosh oh yes <laughs> oh yes
2: I'll tell you why people hate the Cowboys, but okay. let me let you finish your thought. Go ahead.
1: Are you going to give us a Stephen A answer or a
2: well,
1: both exclusive?
2: I, I just, I feel like you guys are just unrealistic. Every year, y'all think y'all mm-hmm. going to make it to the Super Bowl. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: for 30
2: years. For 30 years. I, I know. Get, so, so yeah, I mean, I, it is that serious?
0: Well, you know, it does start with the mindset, though. If you already have a mindset, like I'm going to, conquered and typically tends to lean towards that so i don't know i not i don't have a favorite team but i will have to say
2: that you got a point
1: Ex- except that they haven't won it <laughs> we get so sad towards the end so i'm asking you Bola, what advice could you give someone who who maybe they get disappointed every sunday or every monday how how can they avoid um sports fan blues and you Foma, you chime in as well oh.
2: Um, I would say don't take it to heart, man. You know, like it's 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 there for entertainment. You know, like I just started playing fantasy. It's my second year doing it. And it feels good when I pick the right players on opposite teams to do well. And I've done my research. But when I lose, I don't, you know, I'm not hurt by it. I just try to let it go and, and focus on reality, like you said, you know, like it's it's entertainment at the end of the day.
0: No. It is true. But, you know, I would also say maybe add in some other self-care activities that you enjoy. So you're not always when you find yourself in that blue, like, OK, I'm going to go for a run or I'm just going to, you know, like find something um, that you can do to also shift gear a little bit. But, you know, it, you don't want to get stuck in that space. Talking to someone is also helpful. Um, I'm sure there's like um, support groups like of your team where we can talk through. like, man, I was mad because they didn't pass the ball to this and being able to just get it out and process through those feelings might be helpful.
2: I mean, you're right, because I talk to my wife all the time when I'm disappointed. I'd be like, man, I can't believe the Warriors lost or the Bears didn't make the playoffs again, you know, but. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely helpful to talk to somebody. I
1: agree. I agree. So we got talking to people. Don't take it so seriously. It's just entertainment. I'm gonna offer, um, go get ice cream. Do something after it's over. Like do something really fun that you enjoy to get your mind off of the loss. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, get ice cream. Go hiking. Go for a walk. Do something, but find other ways to to be active and engage.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, Bola, thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. I learned a lot. Can you provide some details on the next podcast that people can go and listen to, or if there's something that you would like to share?
2: Yeah. Um. So uh, we just started season three, episode fifty six last week. We're due to film today it'll probably be posted on um youtube um and our instagram again our page is u-n-d-r-d-o-g pod on instagram or if you just search on youtube u-n-d-r space d-o-g podcast it'll pull up on all flat platforms also streaming on apple and spotify
1: that's awesome Thank you so much. We appreciate you.
2: Oh, thank you for having me, and I, I love y'all concept. And I will be promoting you podcast as as often as possible.
0: Thank you thank so you. much. Thank, thank you. you. To reach us with questions or comments, email us at healwithus at atlantatreatmentcenter dot org.